0: friends welcome back to the film alchemist podcast the show where we look at movies we love break them apart to find out what gives them their magic i'm your host josh griffey joined again by my uh friend and special guest co-host michael cloud md <laughs> how's it going everybody so am I
1: official like a regular now
0: yeah yeah uh, we have to it, have hey, our show do- three the weird thing is I keep bringing you on for non-doctor related. <laughs> so I was like, I'm really missing my opportunity to bring you in to talk about like medical anomaly
1: only we, we, we need like a Dr. Giggles episode. Yeah, like we talked about The Fly. That would have been a great oh, yeah. <laughs> great episode or, to have someone who actually knew medicine. Maybe a little less appealing, like Human Centipede might not. <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking for a Human Centipede? I, I, I am reluctant to do a Human Centipede episode.
0: <laughs> well, okay, that's a good tie-in for this uh tonight we're doing um we're doing some kind of bio enhancement double feature, right so this could be kind of medical
1: ish yeah and i, I have some thoughts yeah so
0: <laughs> so this uh actually is going to be the movie hardware from nineteen ninety and then upgrade so it partially both of them are examining the role that biotechnology uh will change the way we live, right from two different angles one of them's like fuck it you won't live and one of them is like uh yeah we just want to live inside of you but yeah it's a fun double feature hopefully so hardware and upgrade we're going to start with 1990s hardware first had you ever seen the movie hardware before uh, this double feature No,
1: i saw it totally on your recommendation after i saw uh upgrade you just said you gotta watch hardware Right, well, you came to me and you're like,
0: okay, let's do Upgrade. And I was trying to think of a movie to pair. I think Hardware is a perfect pairing for this movie.
1: It's a good, what, 30-year predecessor
0: to it? But this is what I mean, though, right? This has been something that humans have been afraid of forever. Yeah. And you could argue that both of these movies are just Frankenstein again, right? It's one of our classic go-to movies of we're so afraid of death (laughs) that we're constantly (laughs) trying to invent things to make our lives better and make us better and a lot of times that's going to yield what kills us and combined with the fear of work see i everyone always talk i was talking about this with someone else i was reading this book i was telling you about homo deus right Mm -hmm. and it's all about what's coming down the line like what kind of things based on our past what could we possibly expect to see in the future and they talk about this So many of our jobs, even as early as 2030, like a huge percentage of our jobs that we think are cool now are just going to be gone. Yeah. Jobs you don't even think about, like being a lawyer. They say that's like one of the biggest ones that's going to get. Really? I think automation and AI will take over. Well, because most people aren't Gregory Peckin, right? They're not Gregory Peckin in a Mm -hmm. law room. What they're doing is doing massive contracts that are just writing out all of these possibilities of what could happen and what Legally, they would do to protect themselves, and they're like, Yeah, one computer could do a thousand of those in the time you would do like a page, right? So, but isn't
1: there like a major like salesman aspect to it that you have to convince the other person that that's no? I mean, I don't know, right? Like, corporations go to a
0: lawyer and they're like, Hey, make sure we don't get sued. I'm assuming, (laughs) right? But eventually, they're they're gonna have, but that's what I was reading is like, uh, legal people are in big trouble office workers right anyone who does like data entry or processing stuff like that's all going by
1: certain by. aspects of medicine even like yeah like uh image recognition yeah that's exactly so, like right. radiologists are gonna yeah. struggle because yeah like you can and they've actually found already they've tested it machines do a much better job reading a ct scan x-ray and what MRIs. you find is
0: it takes very little time to do better than us <laughs> as a species right like you're not showing up to work hungover you're not worried about Facebook or what yeah. you're getting for lunch. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that
1: saves my job is the human aspect. People just want to talk to a person. For now. For now. Until right. some
0: robot's just operating you like uh, a Howdy Doody sock puppet.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, surgery is another story, but uh, I mean, I, I probably still got – until my retirement, I'm probably good. My kids, I don't know Yeah, so fuck much. our kids, man. We're just here for right – <laughs> uh, Well, I've actually uh, thought, this thought is about that. But the thing, like, though,
0: right? The, the, the question that that book is always asking and everyone asking in these movies is like, what are people going to do? Like, we can't all be artists. And I was like, just go for a fucking walk. You know what I'll do? I'll sleep in. I'll wake up and play Xbox. I'll go for a walk. You don't have to be creating great works of art. How about we just enjoy the time we have on this weird little rock? Now, granted, the weird little rock
1: in hardware does not seem like a fun place to spend. You you don't want to go outside. You need something to keep you busy in that movie. Yeah. like Even that, though, I thought about it. Like, like even just like thinking of like, you know, uh, things that would actually help with Getting people access to healthcare, like AI would be a great tool, where if you just automate the whole thing and you don't pay a physician, and you can people can see, like one machine can see thousands of people yeah. all at once in like our own a, homes. Right. That's better. Well, and although then, you know it'll but, happen, it'll be
0: the slow takeover. And like your new prescription of peanut MMs have arrived, <laughs> just
1: just sedating us. But then, like I also thought about, like you talked about entertainment. But what the hell would we use to entertain ourselves if like every aspect of accomplishment and jobs. Are taking over what would you make a movie about soldiers are all ai Everything. all occupation you know what we'd AI. still be trying
0: to do we'd still be trying to fuck maybe maybe if she might take that over too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but now we'll
1: have movies about the guys like oh i bought this new a on amazon and it won't have sex with me <laughs> <laughs> that's Glasses. true customer service yeah. although that, i don't know if an ai could take that over <laughs> you just wouldn't know like look at a- bots now like they even have a hard time i should separating. definitely
0: take a- my theory is, People will find a way to occupy themselves, right? Like we'll be fine. People will just
1: enjoy the time they have on this rock and fuck more. I don't know. That's no, I, my I, I I can see a dystopian future of just mass boredom and we lack of lack of accomplishment. Right now. We at least have stuff to occupy as you can no. find.
0: See the thing in hardware that I like is that these people seem like it's really hard to survive. So there's kind of a struggle aspect. I feel like what is really gonna happen is more like a wally, right? Where it's just we're just yeah oh, in yeah. our Wall-E, chairs. Yeah. We never leave and we're just binge watching, you know, Stranger Things season 45 (laughs) where it's all just like deep, deep learning or deep fakes. Right. Mm -hmm. Where it's just those kids faces with new voices, (laughs) you know, scripts are written by machines, CG characters. And it's like, who cares? Well, I I have a job right now that offers nothing to society and deadens my soul a little bit (laughs) every single fucking day. If you told me I could just not do that, I'd be fine with that. I am all for and I've told
1: you this you'd I'm be, all you'd be for much for the better ca- off as the Wally fat guy. I
0: am the let chaos rain kind of human <laughs> being. I think through chaos is the only way we we fix things, right? Except for again in the movie hardware, not as much the case. Yeah. What I love most about this movie is I think they do a brilliant and this was especially for the nineties, this is an insanely low budget movie. Yeah for how big of a world it feels like they create.
1: Well, they shot it all almost exclusively in a room. Like there's like a few yeah. like scenes outside of it, for the most part that whole movie takes place in a single room.
0: Yeah, we see a couple room. We see like their room the creepiest character in movie history, which room.
1: I really think is like Harvey Weinstein's like, <laughs> it like projected onto a character after watching that. You think Richard Stanley's like, guys, beware of this Weinstein. Uh, fuck. No, I'm you, <laughs> no I I'm think Harvey Weinstein's the- like, Hey, I'll help pay for this movie, but you got to put this guy in here. <laughs> so Weinstein's that's, trying to stop himself. From the- <laughs> no, I think that's just Weinstein. Like before he was rich, like acting out his, like acting out vicariously through a character in a movie. <laughs> Cause that character was so terrible and creepy oh, and like almost out completely out of place. Even like, uh, see, I don't know. I think there would be a lot of him, right? Like, I don't know. Like, cause like if you're in a world where, before where we get you... to him,
0: cause we're going to have to do a whole segment on this guy, <laughs> but what, no, what again though, right? We see his apartment briefly. We see a couple apartments. We see the two guys playing chess in the basement, a stairwell, but this is the thing. Even the little places we see, they find a way to make it feel insanely lived in, right? And there are yeah.
1: little details everywhere that tell you so much about these fucking people, right? And just the world and the time that it's in—that—that th- that I did love about that movie. Like, there's yeah. so much like stuff in like the background going on that tells you about the world and the culture and the the current events right. and everything. It that's almost going sounds on. like a, a
0: Paul Verhoeven. I did I say that name right? The guy who did RoboCop. Yeah. right. Where that's it's exactly like, what I thought. Everything like, this is very in the RoboCop-ish. background is informing you. You know, while it's on there to help maybe pass the time and give them some extra minutes, right, at low budget, it's all informing. Everything yep. you see in this movie is informing the world, which is, it's just such a fun, not fun to live in, but fun world to experience, right? It, it to felt, sit on the
1: outside and watch, not necessarily very real. be in it.
0: Right. <laughs> Speaking of, though, I want to start with. So the first guy we see is Nomad, right? Mm-hmm. He lives outside of the system. He finds the the Mth, the Mark 13s I think they're called, right? Yes. Finds Mark a 13. hand sticking out of the sand. It's got like the, it's almost like that Seinfeld where Kramer gets the police tape. It's just like a little circle with sticks like, "Hey, don't go in here." And a bloody handprint, right? <laughs> yeah. And this dismembered uh robot we see. He picks it up, takes it to a junker, and then seemingly is willing to just give it away for next to nothing right
1: no nah, he, he haggles like he no no, no. Sure. he
0: doesn't haggle he, he has the greatest haggling technique i've ever seen which is <laughs> yeah he just
1: does like crazy eyes but he like, looks
0: like he's gonna kill
1: you if crazy you, like, green he, like, eyes i just took it as more as like he's insulted and going to kill you for that terrible offer i guess i have two questions one is this
0: guy does he know what he's giving them right is this like a double agent thing like he's He's giving them what he knows will destroy them. Does Nomad have any idea what this is that he's selling them Two, is Nomad a part of the robot resistance? Because we never find out who are actually the competing sides in the war. They keep mentioning. Yeah. Right. But someone is mass producing murder robots and they make it sound like it's our government. Right. Is- they, they confirm it at the end that it's the government, don't they? Right, because I believe what they say at the end, and one of the saddest things is, as we're staring at the wreckage of what you know the Mark Thirteen did, they're like, "We're gonna mass
1: produce these, and yeah. it creates eight hundred new jobs," and which is like- so relevant to today. It's like insane, like how, <laughs> like like that that idea came across the director's head twenty to thirty years ago, and still that's really It doesn't matter yeah. how destructive something is to our environment, to our people, to our society, it creates jobs, and everyone's on board. This this is another point but yeah so nomad again though because
0: that's a good point we got to get back to that too nomad at the end is shown walking away from society again right he lives on the outskirts yeah you never it's almost as if he is just this avenging angel right like just wreaking chaos (laughs) and hippie like It's not like, like he gets his $50, and then it's just like, hey, I'm going to the brothel and you know saving up energy
1: for tomorrow. Yeah, it's a good question of why, if he knows what that thing is. We never would, talk
0: to him. Yeah, he never, never, he never
1: speaks a word. No, he just crazy eyes <laughs> stares until someone gives him money, and he's like, here, here's yeah. a bag of death. Or he, maybe he's just <laughs> like, fuck it, I'm out of here. I'll make a few extra bucks, survive on my own. You guys <laughs> did this to yourselves. I thought that.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm choking on my coffee.
1: The question I have, though, is, we never see
0: him speak and why come back to him at the end why is the last shot him walking away again because maybe he's the one that's best off out of everybody that's just staying out of that city oh that's a good one see i was thinking that he's going back out to find the next thing right yeah because this gets back to what you're saying and again in that book i was reading it's crazy because he talks about how our economic system is built on this kind of insane fallacy that everything must be growing at all times and if it doesn't it all falls apart and chaos reigns and it doesn't matter right? if that's actually a contributing factor to yeah but it's like it's, it's exactly right like everything in this movie feels like my brother was laughing he's like really that seems like extra and like laziness to make coffee even
1: right like, oh right Brew my water but we do that I know we, we do. We, 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 we have do voice that. automated coffee makers now. Right, like it was sci-fi back then, but we that. have it now.
0: Yeah, no, like a lot of stuff. Like that's just an Alexa, right? Right, like, yeah, exactly. We like... all
1: have these assistants <laughs> in
0: our homes, and for shit that isn't even helpful. Like that's the thing I hate. Every time I talk to Siri on my phone, she has never understood one yeah. question I've ever I, asked.
1: I've never used Siri on my phone. Like, no, the I, only I, time
0: I use it is those jokes when, like, you tell her, you know, you can do like a joke, like. Uh, you can talk to her, yeah. say the line from 2001, and she'll yeah. say, not today.
1: Yep. You know, those and, things. And, and I keep getting my wife to try and convince the phone to say it loves her, and it never will. Yeah. You, you tell your phone, I love you. I it'll never say it, I love you back. I propositioned it for sex once, and it has, like, <laughs> built-in, like, joke
0: replies, right? So me and Amy did that, but then when I'm out and about, like, Surrey, find a gas station. It's like, what? Gastrointestine? It's like, "God damn it. <laughs> and so you're like, I can't even, you can't do that while I'm driving, so you're not helpful, right? Yeah. <laughs> Surrey yep. never has helped me, and I don't have automation all over my house. I guess we have some stuff, but like even my Roku's like, do you want to just talk into your Roku? It's like, no, I can no. press a button. Right? Yeah, I'm I much more comfortable button. just searching
1: <laughs> through. See, the, that's the thing. The I menu. I
0: will be the nomad at the end. It's yeah. just like fuck you. I'm gonna bring more murder into. Are <laughs> <laughs> you thinking just trying to wipe all those people out because they're a detriment? Maybe. I mean, maybe so. That's what I mean. I I felt like there was something with Nomad that I was supposed to gather. And I couldn't.
1: That was kind of one of the problems with that movie. There was like so many loose ends. See, I think – I don't see that as a bad
0: thing. I think what they did is they said this is a small budget, really high concept movie, right? Like this is a big sci-fi story told on a shoestring. So I think what you do is you try to take as many chances as you can to find your cool uh, visuals and your cool icons and your cool thoughts. And then the more you give the audience room to think about something like Nomad, and where is he going? I don't know. Then your mind is making the world even bigger, right? Because my thing is, where does he live in that desert? Mm -hmm. Is there a cave? Is there like sand people, right? Is this a water world scenario, (laughs) right? But just with sand, like, so I've done the work as an audience to make this bigger. So it becomes better to you since you create the narrative. Not even better, bigger. Okay. Right? So what I'm doing is my mind is taking what they give me, and I'm doing the work that an extra 30 million dollars does in some movies right like a movie like the fifth element that has a much bigger budget and can jump planet to planet Mm. and spaceships and all that but it's a
1: fantastic movie still no no
0: no. i'm not saying it's a bad movie i'm saying what they're trying to do is accomplish a world on the size of that right Mm -hmm. this devastated ruin of a world that you somehow have to show and fill up right or else the movie doesn't work but you don't have the money so a lot like here's a great example of what i'm talking about when they're on the stairs right and they're coming up for the first time to go see the mm-hmm. artist apartment they round one of the stairs and they talk about there's camps there's just posters in the background mm-hmm. like propaganda we don't mention at all right and they're in the background of everything yep and then we go up the stairs and there's a woman who may be dead yeah that has the who has know. a toddler on a string and they just walk
1: past like it's nothing like they right. notice that's a it. Common, that's a common right? occurrence so It's in a human. It's human
0: enough that they're like, well, that's not right. Mm-hmm. But not enough of a like. If we saw that today, we'd be like, holy fuck! Guess yeah. we're not going to the movie theater. Well, that's, and then- Chipotle's canceled. I got to deal with this <laughs> baby and a dead mom.
1: But they're just like Tuesdays, right? <laughs> and they just keep going to get pussy. Yeah. And well, and then they talk about it too. Like the 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 main uh, female character, she says, you know, having a child is very sadistic now because. Yeah, you might die and leave that kid on a leash just to starve in a stairwell. Right. But even some. So like
0: that. So going up there, talking about sealing it off in the bunkers, walking through the city. When she comes, she just Geiger counters them. Yeah. Right. Like it that's just a mentions car- it like it's nonchalant. Yeah, but that's it's, it's little details like that. And by sending the audience's mind racing about what the fuck. So now I was sitting there thinking about that baby. I'm still thinking about that fucking baby. You definitely – especially since you have kids now. It makes the world so much bigger because then you're like, how many of these babies? There are 5,000 babies. You're imagining other places people find babies. So now I, as an audience member, am forced to help build the world, right, in a way that you cannot do on a low budget. It's Mm -hmm. brilliant the way this movie – because they pepper it in constantly. Yeah. Like Here's something that I couldn't stop thinking about. I don't buy his hand in this movie his robo hand
1: his hand that's a giant glove with- yeah not only is it
0: just <laughs> giant sausage fingers but they had the sex scene and the hand doesn't become involved at all <laughs> that extremely There's, long yeah, awkward every hand six- looks like a gigantic dildo every finger looks like a giant dildo and I was like I don't believe that in the future this kind of space pirate type that we've met is not going to be like what can this hand do for me right like, because <laughs> they even they sh- they highlight it right in the weird shower scene, mm-hmm. and then the weird like where it's sex like rubbing scene. her
1: back. It's, yeah. it's always it's more of a massaging thing. Right. It's Always rubbing, but they don't it's show never... that it has like you know
0: tickling features or just or very fast warming. warming. Yeah, like come on, like if you were in that future, right, <laughs> and the best it ever gets probably is getting laid, right? Mm-hmm. That hand. Would have some spare parts, I which, think,
1: which is actually for, for a movie that is actually really sexually charged. Mm-hmm. it is odd that they didn't go there with that. well, let's actually talk about that because this is another disgusting thing about the
0: movie. I feel horrible for this lady the entire movie right right yeah because not only is this Moses guy not a great partner, and they hint at I don't know what your thoughts on this were. They hint at the two of them may have had a daughter they lost.
1: I miss that. Because there is the
0: picture on her vanity, right? And then when he leaves to go see uh, the dwarf from the start of the movie, mm-hmm. he grabs the picture of the little girl, and it looks like her as a little girl. But I couldn't tell if that was their daughter or if that was just – why would he take her baby picture?
1: By just her you as know a what kid, I mean? like when they first met? Like, it's not like they've been together for a very long right, time. Right, but they
0: start talking about the forced uh, – what is it? Sterilization like bill, yes, right. The population control, and she says something about could you even imagine bringing kids into right. this? Yeah, like she's, she's very anti having children.
1: She's pro sterilization. I don't know. She's pro sterilization as much as just anti having children. Sure,
0: okay, because they do say for now, right? Like for a couple yeah. of years, and that it's suicidal, sadistic, and stupid. Yes, to have the, the three, three S's. S's. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love that line because you're like this guy's heard this before. Yeah, but then he talks about she says something. She's like, imagine what our kids would look like now. And he says, I don't think about kids anymore.
1: Mm.
0: So to me, it hinted that, that maybe that is why he left and went off world.
1: Maybe. Or like, I just kind of took it as like, that's the only way he, he makes money. Like, right. Like, I mean, there, he there, seems there's, like, there's a lot of opportunities, he seems like a
0: pretty cocksure guy. Like he's going to just like go out there and handle it. Right. Right. But that's what I mean. Like, again, if not, that's another, just these little details that sends your mind racing. Yeah. Right. I think they had a kid who didn't make it personally. But back to the point. So she has this terrible partner Moses, who's just not a good dude.
1: Well, it's funny because like that, the, he starts off as like kind of like he's gone for a while, but he comes back. He brings her this really nice gift. He's very doting on her. They kind have sex, of, and then he's immediately a dick. Right. Well, she's <laughs> talking to his friend Shades, and he's like, "Look at me, look at me. I brought you. Yeah, a dick. right. Well, like, well that's the, a dick. That, then. That, that was one of the loose ends, though. That's like her and Shades kind of have this like because he's like, I've kept an eye on her while you've been gone. And then they kind of have this, Which like, intimately cool, charged uh, introduction when they first see each other. Yeah. And Shade seems very disappointed when she starts paying attention to Mo, And I then they the don't scene. mention anything more <laughs> about this potential affair that these two have while part, Mo is gone. Uh, when she finally gets the gift and she is
0: like, okay, now we will have sex. <laughs> and they do this really long hug. Mm-hmm. And Shades is just in the background like he looks like the John Travolta from Pulp Fiction GIF <laughs> where he's just like moseying around and slowly walks out. <laughs> well, yeah, it seems like he's like disappointed. Like, he's and like, upset. why did you even come to the house? Right. You knew what this was. Yeah. You were there like on their whole way from the desert. <laughs> he wasn't like, man, I'm going to get in that tonight. I'm going to get in. That. And Shades is like, I will be there too just hanging out. Yeah. And he's like, no, get out of here. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So, yeah, maybe even Shades is a lover too every fucking guy right because then there's a voyeur across the street because this was the weird part i thought he was doing the dirty talk where he's like open those lips take yeah. that big dick and you're like oh god like you thought the gross. i thought mo was saying oh no I and i mean was that, like no. oh god damn mo like back it up. like that <laughs> is not how you talk to your girl like oh uh, because it just sounded vulgar it is very vulgar and I'm, I'm all for dirty talking but something about it was
1: extra wrong well, and I then mean, we pull back, and we see this, like, disgusting gloved hand. Yeah. And, like, we realize- and why he's using a gloved hand to take pictures, I don't understand. Because he's not using that there hand. There could be any number of... Because <laughs> this guy, this this fat voyeur across the
0: way, instantly catapults into at least my top ten most disturbing movie characters. Right? Like, this yep. guy is... Me and my brother Skylar were actually just going, What the fuck? <laughs> like, every time he was on the screen, we were just appalled. and like, what... Is this thing that we're watching? So not only is it a voyeur, he jerks off and they do every fucking thing they can to let you know he's a creep, right? Yeah. Cold sore, sweaty, fat, ponytail, when he's bald. And
1: like all right? the, like the constant, like the like, weird like,
0: Asian robe. Right?
1: Yeah. The, the <laughs> close-ups another... on his lips of oh, just like, God. like, <sighs> just like, I don't even know how to like, you know, when somebody's just like yeah. chewing yeah. with their mouth open, like yeah. that's kind of what you see just close up on the camera. Horrific.
0: Then he calls her, pretending to be Mo, looking through like a paper mask. Yeah. The part I think is the scariest, though. He actually goes to her fucking apartment. Yep. Because
1: the robot closes the blinds on him. Yes. He he can't see her anymore. He can't jerk off and take her picture anymore.
0: (laughs) This is the creepiest part. In this post-apocalyptic radioactive wasteland where dead babies just meander the streets, right? Where Lemmy from Motorhead is an Acid River taxi driver, by the way, great cameo.
1: And uh, Iggy Iggy Pop Pop is Angry Bob, yeah, yeah, the the radio announcer, Rush Limbaugh of the future.
0: (laughs) This is what this guy does, though. He moses his fat ass across the street to his victim's house, dressed like he's going to a Jimmy Buffett concert, Hawaiian shirt, essentially cargo shorts. I don't know if they had the cargo pockets, but they look the same. Socks and leather strap sandals. It's like, well, everyone else is dressed like a radioactive bounty hunter. Yeah. He's just like, hey, I'm at the Jimmy Buffett concert. I'm also a creep (laughs) who's here to, like, rape you. This guy is the worst. But not only that, the way he talks to her, he's been in her apartment. He designed her apartment. Right. There's the fucking – he licks her face. Yeah. When he licked her face, I had to – I actually stood up. Like, I was just so uncomfortable. I stood Mm -hmm. up. My body had a physical reaction. What was baffling to me? I know she had just seen a murder bot, right? She did not react fiercely enough. A part of me no, I, made I, me think that this is not an irregular thing she must suffer in this world. If okay. someone licked your fucking
1: face right now, I well, guess it would I, only I, I, be I, I, me. It would only be me, so it'd be very strange. <laughs> but yeah, you. Be I, I think doing. she recognized the danger she was in, and. Knew not to, like, overreact, because this guy, he had a fucking blowtorch in his hand. Remember that? Yeah, like, right next did, to her face. He so. did take her blowtorch, and he
0: said he could open the door. Yeah. But still, it made me think that he had made contact with her before. He had been harassing her a lot. Oh, he'd been harassing her, but I don't think he ever she ever saw this individual. So you think just because she's like, hey, man, I got bigger fish to fry, I'll let this fucking creepiest guy ever lick me?
1: No, I think it was because if she... Like in that situation, when you have a very aggressive sexual predator with a flame right next to your face, why'd you give him the blowtorch? I don't remember that. She I don't remember how he. Him. I don't remember how he got the, his hands on that.
0: No, he's like, hey, give that here. I'll go look at the the lock. Oh, that's right. He I'd be is, like, you she used be use it you for the lock. Walk your fucking fat <laughs> ass over there and change the lock. While I held that to his pony, Whoa. I would Whoa. hold his ponytail Whoa. in one hand and be like, I'm gonna burn your ponytail <laughs>
1: off. Let's not victim shame here, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I can predator but, shame. Yeah, we can predator shame shame that dude, but but hey, like yeah, wait, but like, my, nonetheless, know, but, like in way, that situation I'm a fat guy, so I can call people fat. That's my word. That's my so, word. <laughs> so, uh yes, he's holding a flame to her face and he licks her and she cuz she also to to uh what do you call that? De-escalate that situation. Has to play mind games with him to get him back. The and fact, he licks her and she right. flips the fuck out. That immediately negates that entire de escalation she, she just
0: did. has the wherewithal to know de escalation and this and that. Yeah.
1: Perhaps she has been in this spot before. No, I think she's just smart. Like, it's I mean, the world she, she, of she, dead she, babies
0: she, and predators, she man. Was, it's scary.
1: She, was, she had no weapons on her hand. That dude is <laughs> like three times her size Ugh. and has a flamethrower right next to her face. face. They do that side-by-side where his giant fat face gets right in her face. Mm -hmm. He's singing
0: that very disturbing, wibbly, wobbly song. I, I honestly, off the top of my head, I was like, there are some very vulgar movie characters, right? Like The one that comes to mind is always the most vulgar character I've ever seen in a movie is Human Centipede 2. That's our second that, human that's who, centipede. That's what it reminded me of. That's like, what I said. Like,
1: like that guy reminded me of the dude from Human yeah. Centipede, but that movie who's just is a smarter version.
0: Unwatchable garbage. Yeah. Right? Like it's it's just it has none of the kind of things that made the first one passable as an actual movie. And it's, it's also just self grandizing. Yes, right. He's like, I made a cult classic. Look at so much that I've inspired Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like you made the ass to mouth movie. But <laughs> that guy's performance yeah. is chilling to the core and worth watching while human centipede 2 is not if you could just isolate his acting out Mm -hmm. it is one of the scariest things i've ever seen on film right this character is equally as terrifying to me yeah it's just i mean yeah everything about him is so bad and it's one of the most cathartic moments of the film is when the robot just fucking mangles and penetrates him over and over again.
1: That's one thing actually I wonder with that Complete robot. karmic like, desserts. Like, that, that drill. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that do, – does that come out of the robot's crotch? Because it almost looks like they, a drill penis. It looks that is... like
0: it because he actually was going to use that on her. there's, right, this yeah, there's really a scene in the shower. There's this really weird shot yeah. where – no, they do it twice because there's another one earlier where it looks like he's holding her down and that dick drill is going to go, yeah. you know, towards yeah. her crotch. And it's so, that is strange because they kind of have this anthropomorphizing thing they do with the robot where eventually we see him start using lines that the other robot or the other humans have used, right? Mm -hmm. He sings the wibbly wobbly Uh, song. He uh, uses Moe's conversation Mm -hmm. against her, which is strange. Uh, Yeah, so I don't know what they were saying is that the robot. Maybe just even being in our presence is taking on some of our worst affects. I, like, I don't – the dick drill, I was like, probably could have done without that. You had that awesome <laughs> chainsaw scorpion tail. Like, maybe a little more of that. But I mean, right? like uh, everything, Scorpion
1: hands. I mean, everything about that robot was overkill. You have the poison. You have the scorpion hands. You have the saw. First you have off, the dick drill. The only one he actually
0: kills is the fat voyeur. So, I don't think it's overkill. I think the robot
1: needed more weapons. No, well, oh, <laughs> he then gets he has by a and he shower, that he uses the, the computer <laughs> yeah. that, 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 crushes, that cuts the one guy in half, that incidentally shoots the yeah. other guard. I mean, I guess the door does and the work. And then there's the poison that. that he kills Mo with.
0: Yeah, he kills Mo. Oh, and the seller, and, the salesman with the yeah. poison. It seems like What's the poison- his name?
1: Avalon? I don't remember. The little the dwarf from yeah. Willow
0: at the start. Is that the dwarf from Willow? <laughs> yeah, he's the bully dwarf from Willow, oh. right? Burgermeister, I- or whatever his name is. <laughs> But it almost seems like that's more than enough. Just let that. What inherent... I'm saying, if this thing is an actual killing machine, it needs more work. Like it did not kill effectively enough. Well, that is a
1: weird <laughs> weakness
0: for the a fact robot. And yeah. she defeats it just by hitting it yeah. with a stick. No, she defeats it by turning on the shower. Right, but she's fucking it up with a stick. Like, oh yeah, she's the like first it. She'd be like boom, yeah. zero <laughs> chainsaw hand, laser, whatever the fuck it has. Uh, I don't know. I, so I that, love but, the robot. It actually. The coolest moment in the movie of the robot to me is after Mo thinks he's defeated it, right?
1: Yes, where he gets like cocky, he's like, "Don't mess with me." Yeah, he's like, "I'm protected by divinity." Yeah,
0: and the robot climbs on the computer, and they do this amazing push in and strobe of the, you know, he's essentially like maestro, like he's Mm -hmm. like waving his arms around the the Mark thirteen. Yeah, you're like, what a gnarly image as Mo's just dying in the corner. Um, by the way, Mo pulls the worst Titanic move ever. Where uh the artist is hanging on the power line and he's like, I can't help you. We'll both get shocked. I'm like, Bitch, you have a robot hand. Yeah. <laughs> Grab her.
1: You can definitely like 100- electricity, but Yeah,
0: you can a 100- hundred Also but, she's holding the power right, line and exactly. not being shocked. Like, she, he's
1: not gonna get shocked by grabbing her. He's not grounded. He's there's a small part of me that thinks he wanted her to die. <laughs> but uh he definitely could have grabbed her. Yeah, I don't know. I think the robot needs
0: a little more murdering.
1: Yeah, well, the other thing that didn't make sense about that is the the nomad finds that robot in pieces in the middle of the desert. Right. The well, robot's there's... only weakness is moisture. So how the hell did that? Maybe robot... there's like a gang
0: of Mad Max dudes that all just... peed on him at the same time. <laughs>
1: just or they're all to... spitting on him. Carrying around radioactive water, water guns. (laughs) Death by by a thousand loogies, right? It's
0: like, ah, ah, every spit is like a little. It's it's a
1: very, very big weakness for a. You could probably
0: beat his ass, too, if you're tough enough. Whoever's out in that desert is probably much tougher than this. They shot that thing uh, with a shotgun many, many,
1: many many times, and it lived. And it's self-repairing, remember?
0: Yeah, and self-learning, which it could have done more of, I feel like. It had weird weaknesses, right? Like the fact when she climbed in the fridge. And he's like, I can't sense body heat. But
1: it used infrared. Infrared is not heat sense. Even if it's not. (laughs) He would have totally seen her in a refrigerator. Okay,
0: fine. (laughs) Take the science out of it. I'm saying you watched her walk into the refrigerator. So like worst case scenario, crush the entire refrigerator. (laughs) Chances are you'll win, right? Right. (laughs) But that's what they do this weird game where because the first thing he sees is them having sex, right? Did he, he might have come out of hair before right, that, right? They do this weird thing that it's almost like a King Kong thing at the end where maybe he is infatuated with her past his program. Because she does this. She keeps asking, like, what is your primary function? And he's using the voice of her lover seemingly saying, right, like, I had a dream and you were in it. It rained. And it, it was this strange, like, why is he saying that? Like, why is he mm. telling her how to address yeah, him? But...
1: You know what I mean? Like, Although it'd be a weird way of showing affection by swinging chainsaws and... But that's and what I'm crushing. saying, right? This robot would have been able to kill... And
0: she's, you know, a hardened post-apocalyptic survivor, right? I mean, she's mostly living in an apartment, so she's not, like, on the streets like Nomad. But she's probably tougher than, like, me or you would be in a house. we just be like, oh, God, <laughs> just die immediately. So she's tough. But you would think a killer robot would not struggle with one person right so i feel like they were building in this he actually did have some affection for her right That maybe his actual weakness was is that a machine designed for killing humans is also infatuated with humans right because it has like some level of restraints well not even that he's self-learning so maybe because he is thought to think about humans in a certain way there's some you know, there's a lot of information in what a human is, right? So maybe as he's thinking about what's the best way to kill a human, mm-hmm. and the more he thinks about them and witnesses them, there's some gray area in the algorithm, right? And he
1: becomes torn on his mission. But he still keeps coming back. Like he doesn't like he just goes out the window. He doesn't just go away. He comes right, back because he he's trying infatuated to kill them. with her. But why right? wouldn't she be? He be It's because so we're also assuming that the machine's a hum, a man. Well, or, he did or, try or, to or, use or, a dick drill or, twice, or has a. Uh, or or just has only an uh, affection for women, but, but you know, I mean, yeah, you, like, like she's could scene. have done the same thing with Dylan McDermott. Right? Right. They has yeah. had her survive, right? <laughs> she just happens. But he to immediately be the kills the man too. Like as soon as he gets his hands on on him, he's standing in the way, he's the lover that he wants to be, right? So he takes after, out so Dylan McDermott. He he just and saw that. And went, to... I want to be that. Which is where the dick drill comes from, because he sees that. That's he the dick that drill, right?
0: That's why he uses Mo's voice, because that's the voice that she likes, right? I mm-hmm. think there yeah. is a bit of infatuation more than anything. That's interesting, and that about. would explain because one of the critiques I read online is that this thing fucking sucks. It couldn't even take out this artist. And you're like, yeah, I think there's a way to explain that. You right, know? It had
1: some kind of inhibition yeah. that it did. And also, she's not to... like
0: an artist like we have now, right? <laughs> like they're just like in a commune, like spraying spray paint on stuff. <laughs> like she is a hardened radioactive wasteland survivor. Yeah, but yeah, works. I think there is. I think that explains away like, two of the weirdest things, which is its ineffectiveness as a killing machine and the dick drill. Yeah, that's I think it explains yeah. two parts. Yeah, right. Because you could do that. He's actually infatuated, right? Like this is a a uh you know king kong scenario or maybe he's like this could be a more effective way to kill is the sex kill
1: which is interesting for a machine (laughs) that is meant to control the population well it's also so it's interesting that he uses sex as a weapon but if he used
0: that dick drill no one is surviving that (laughs) right there's no human that can survive that dick drill (laughs) right so in a way it's it's creepy that he I don't know how to take it but I think there is an extra level there no right? no
1: I think you're actually right the whole movie has sex as a weapon yeah through like in so many aspects yeah uh, so yeah that's definitely a really good thought that uh, I could definitely see that as being a uh, the the writers and the directors underlying theme yeah in there well they keep
0: doing too they keep going back to that biblical verse right. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. angel will gather the flock and uh, no flesh shall, shall be, be wait, sp- spared. Is yeah. that what sp- No flesh shall be
1: spared. Yeah. Because
0: yeah, I read the verse and I'm like, I really don't know what this has to <laughs> like, especially why is this motherfucker reading the Bible? Like Moses seems like the last guy who's like super into the Bible. Yeah, why did he? He even was also pull- sitting there like, "Yeah, I'm really for a survival of the fittest because I'm the fittest. Fuck everyone else." <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that's in your Although, as we've seen, humans love to distort yeah, the exactly. words of the Bible. It's all cherry picking because they but- do that Bible verse and then they intercut more than once the uh, the Hindu god. It looks like. There's oh, like no, the, it's
1: Asian. It was the... Yeah, because like, it it's in that it's guy's got, like, studio. The,
0: the six arms, the dragon face. Uh, yeah. It looks like some kind of
1: god of destruction. Yeah, it looked more yeah, Asian Yeah, like than, than Hindu, but... Something yeah, like that. I, yeah, but, yeah, that one wasn't fully explained, because, yeah, there's yeah. also this kind of, like, <laughs> big underlying Asian culture that surrounded them, too. That, that
0: yeah, I but that's... I think one of the things the movie's saying is that while... The machine is played as the bad guy, right? This unfeeling machine. Although maybe it feels more than we're giving it credit for, you know, at first glance. I think what they're actually saying is that it's not the machine, it's not the war, it's not the radiation. This all comes from us, right? Yeah. That we are our own destroyers, mm-hmm. that we are our incessant sins and shortcomings are what are going to breed our destructions, right? I think that's kind of what the movie's going for at the end. And I think that, again, that conveyor belt at the end where it's like 800 new jobs and we're going to mass produce these things. And And so you just know you're like, oh, well, everyone's dead. mm -hmm. You know, everyone, whether it's dick drill or poison or whatever, like anyone near these things is
1: going to be fucking dead. And hence why Nomad is leaving since he's not fleeing the machines. He's not fleeing the radiation. He's fleeing the people. Yeah, perhaps the
0: Nomad thing. I have not been able to totally suss out. I feel like in a way, and this was my long shot theory, is that Nomad is kind of a personification of that deity they kept showing. Mm. That he just brings us what we most desire, and that it's kind of a Pandora's a box effect with technology in a lot of these movies, right? It's the old Goldblum, right? Your scientists were so busy, wondering if they could. They never Not asked right if they, they, they should. should. <laughs> I don't know why I did it in a Shatner <laughs> impression, but... <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or Pat Oswald science all yeah. about coulda not shoulda <laughs> but yeah so may, I mean maybe that's what Nomad is right he's like this outside judging force and it's like here's this toy will you guys be responsible with it oh of course not no. I should have known <laughs> I handed it to Dylan McDermott with the dildo hands like I know this guy's not responsible uh, <laughs> but yeah so I I feel like what the movie's saying is it's It's not even like an anti-technology movie. But it's a – because, again, and they do a great job of – you watch the world, and if you listen to the conversations all the people are talking about, right? What they constantly are talking about are machinations of human society, right? Whether it's government, the radio, the news, um, all of these things. You know, death robots, right? (laughs) Voyeurs, sexual predators. All of these things – are manifested from our worst behaviors and our ability to shift focus and blame and just keep moving forward is our superpower and our weakness, right? <laughs> That's how I took the movie myself.
1: No. Yeah. I think like any, like all great sci-fi isn't just like with a base theme of, uh, uh, technology is bad. It's yeah. more of, all right, this, when technology changes this way, this is what society becomes. And technology is only bad in the user's of it. Like, it's what people do with it that makes it bad. Not necessarily the technology inherently of itself. And so that's why I yeah. thought, like...
0: Well, it's it's a, it's the better version of the gun argument, right? Because that's, that's, like, crazy gun owners' mm-hmm. argument which is, guns aren't the problem. Bad guys are the problem. You're like, alright, but like, I can't, you know, make breakfast with my gun, <laughs> right? Like, I can make breakfast with a knife. Like, guns uh, don't uh, have a purpose except for, for murdering. G- right. And that's what these Mark 13s are at the end. Is like, yeah. this is a technology designed for one purpose, and that is eradication. But robots aren't inherently bad. But no, 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 no. Humans making all, robots they, that are inherently. for They keep saying they think it's like a, you know, a surveillance drone. Right. Right? And the problem is, is that we create technologies, and we should have the foresight to be like, all right, this is a killing machine, right? It has poison needles and razor blade arms and all this shit. And we're like, but we'll control it enough to send it over there to kill these others, right? That's another of our worst traits is, you know, Separating out humans into other groups and never thinking, oh, this could hurt us, yeah. right? And well, uh, that's the argument for tech, not like, because everyone says technology and they lump all tech, all technologies are not the same, right? Right. Some technologies are more manifest of our worst traits and
1: behaviors. Well, I think technology is motivated by one of three things, killing and self-protection, kind of lump those into two, uh, uh, and decreasing work. I actually try two things. Well, self-defense, killing, and decreasing work. Those are your, probably your three motivations. And entertainment sex. entertainment. sex. Yeah, sex, I guess you could say, <laughs> is a very strong... I put that under entertainment, but Almost yeah. Almost all of human yeah. nature comes down to that
0: basic... Desire. I need to stay alive long enough to have sex with but something. But like,
1: but yeah, even just going back to the beginning of times, so you just talk about like killing self defense. Like, so you start off with you know uh, like rocks and clubs, <laughs> and then somebody comes along and's like, all right, I'm gonna so counteract that. Guys like look with at metal. this streamlined ass like, rock. Right, <laughs> And then and some then, guy's uh,
0: like, I designed a rock, tied it to a stick. Now you can kill a guy from right. way over here. Right,
1: exactly. It's only a decreased work and yeah, increased you killing. You can kill a
0: guy while you're having sex with his wife. <laughs> no. But then you, like, you,
1: you create armor. You create armor-piercing right. arrows or armor-piercing bullets. Right. But that's what I mean. The, and then, the, like you said, like, uh, like okay, we're going to create this. We're going to keep it to ourselves, and it never goes that way. Like, everybody always thinks when they have it, they have proprietary ownership over it forever, and it always leaks out. And then the next thing you know, you've got to defend yourself from the thing you just created. Right. Or we have to keep creating things to stop and destroy the uh, thing that we've already made that's killing us, make right? Make the bigger stick.
0: Yeah. And that's that's the problem. And Upgrade, the next movie we'll talk about, has really interesting take on that, right? Yeah. It, there is no point in which, once you start creating weapons, right, there's no stopping. Because someone's always going to have a better weapon. Right, there is no safety. Yeah, the only safety is for all of us to unilaterally disarm and just be like, guys, be cool. Yeah, but we all know that there's that
1: one fucking guy. Like, if all of society tomorrow is like, be cool, there's going to would be like, it. nobody's armed. Yeah. I'm taking everybody but out. Some guys <laughs> like, I could get this
0: rock and fuck them up,
1: and it will all start over again. Right, like there are just just takes that one guy, yeah, one out of what now seven and a half billion people. Yeah. Well, no, because one guy
0: kills one person somewhere, and we hear about it, we're like, that is fucked up. I wonder if that could happen to me. Yeah. Get rocks! <laughs> and this is how it gets out of control, right? And this is how we yep. get to a point where we're like, well, that's the world we live in. You know, you have a rock or you don't have a rock. And it's it's terrible. And you would think that that is our advantage as a species, right, is that we can communicate and build and believe in bigger things. Uh, we just almost never do, right? Yeah. And that's what I like about the way they build this world is that everything is kind of shown to have been weaponized against the human population, while they're or not a complete doing lack much, of
1: regard for the human population's health. Like, but that's all, what like, I mean. Pollution. It's all
0: weaponized against us, right? Why is there so much pollution and radiation? And you can just imagine that the world has gone awry, the wrong people won out, and we all suffer because of well, it. Well, I think we right?
1: even talked about like uh, like even production companies, yeah, like making things that polluted. Uh, the environment with chemicals are just massive amounts of just junk yeah.
0: everywhere. I mean, that's that's the future we live in is we're all going to be living on mounds of, you know, ancient iPhones that are three months old and now unusable. Like, that's the world we'll live <laughs> in someday. Uh, and, yeah, it's. but what I like, too, is that the beat that I found of actually kind of siding with the robot at times where I'm like, these people are not great. Right, like, there's a lot of bad in this world, and maybe there needs to be some. Like, maybe that pervert should have gotten just mauled. Right? You're like the oh. other guy didn't. I didn't understand the other killings, but when he killed that fat guy, I was like, oh yeah, I want the robot to murder. Right? Him. Yeah, he got. Oh was... wow, that's a weird headspace to be in. Now I'm rooting for the murder bot.
1: Well, like I said, he got killed <laughs> by a dick drill, so he the, he had weaponized sex himself and got it turned and around his back Eyes on him. poked
0: out, the best death for a voyeur.
1: Um, oh right, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, man, but that's. I liked the little
0: bit of adding the human ghost in the machine, right? Where the robot trying to link onto our humanity makes him weaker and destroy himself <laughs> in a way. There was a that's I think at the end what I like about Hardware is not only is just a fun movie, right? Like I love the world, I love the sets, I just love spending time in this world and imagining this kind of a future, right? I wouldn't want to be in that future, no, but it's but that's, interesting that's to watch it best from the outside. Sci-fi yeah. Is to just watch. And that's the thing; there is no big, kind of operaticness to it, right? Whereas something like Star Wars, it's so lofty and this and that. Mm-hmm. This is just like, yeah, you're like, I can just imagine a shitty world with a yep. shitty apartment, with a shitty government and yep. shitty pollution. And this is a fucking, room. With fucking, just yeah, I get a my girlfriend a gift, and is trying to murder me at three in the morning. <laughs> like, you can kind of just see there's a lot of relatableness in this world, and that's what the best sci-fi is: is taking these little kind of. Picadillos of today and being like dude this is where this is
1: going yeah. if like, you don't watch out well it's it's even more i think disturbing today because this was 20 years ago yeah and we're seeing even more signs that we are progressing yeah towards that the one thing though that that movie though that i always love watching in 70s and 80s sci-fi is what they considered advanced technology we look back now with the things we have and it turns out actually to be way better than what they had projected. Like the one thing I I always think is interesting is, is because a lot of these movies, I think based off of like the Jetsons with the, the video phones <laughs> where you have these like big screens and terrible resolution, but at the same time, no color ID. Like they, yeah. ne- they net like that. The, the, when the predator calls her and just like masks his face, like, do so you have no idea who it is coming in before you pick up that phone? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, no- hey, it's Fat McGee on uh, floor 7-8 <laughs> or whatever across the like, like Now, like, that wouldn't happen because you just see, like, a strange number. you are like, nope. Yeah. I'm not picking that up. Or, or, your, or windows,
0: a- your windows would be like, hey, there's laser infrareds coming through here filming you
1: fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and the blinds would automatically shut. Yeah. Like, yeah. easily detect that. Or, like, the thing that is just funny is just video phones without caller ID. Like, yeah. how many people would totally abuse that and just, like, call so somebody just, like, picks up and, like, just the worst thing appears on that screen. Yeah. Just, to A, like, A, as a prank, or B, just terrible people like that sexual predator using that as a, a means to get their rocks off. Constantly, man. It
0: takes me back to the, the lasting image I'll take of this movie is when they talk about the Sicilian maneuver, right? The chess move.
1: And the guy's like, that.
0: they're playing chess, and he checkmates that younger kid, right? And he's like,
1: "How'd you do that?" Oh, and he goes, yeah.
0: "The Sicilian maneuver." He's like, "That's the difference between that's why machines can't beat us." Well, that's wrong now. <laughs> machines can beat us and everything. And his theory is, machines don't understand sacrifice, right? And what this movie shows us is that we don't fully understand. Right. We may have checkmated ourselves because we don't
1: understand right. sacrifice don't understand either. either. Have to give up things. I think a machine understands sacrifice more than anything. They'd be more than willing. To just, oh, like, yeah. hordes of things get destroyed to get their But that's what I gold. mean, right? Like, a machine who's
0: like, there's a machine that can replicate more of us, and there is me. I will risk getting electrocuted yeah. to pull her off the power <laughs> line. Like, that is something that I think, in a way, that's the funny part of the movie. Because I, as soon as he said that line, I was like, oh, they're going to trick, you know, they're going to use bait and trick him with a sacrifice, right? And that's how we'll defeat the robot. He won't get it. It never really happens. You nope. could say she sacrifices herself and or all those dudes trying to protect her. Right. Because her running away, she hits the kid with the bat, dives through the door that then smashes the guy to death.
1: So maybe she's sacrificing everyone. But she's yeah. kind of got, I think, more running and doing her own thing without any regard through who dies. Right. Like, and then, <laughs> she's like, I have to save the
0: worst boyfriend of all time who just <laughs> let me fall into this Asian people's
1: dinner through their glass
0: window. <laughs> I thought she was dead for sure, yeah, by the way. Well,
1: that was a weird thing, too, because she was laying there, eyes open, not breathing. Yeah, with, like, glass stuck in her neck. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, yeah And I thought, thought she... it was
0: going to be Dylan McDermott, right? Man versus machine. Because he had that crazy moment where he's staring at his, like, machine hand and his rotting flesh and the bugs are coming out. I was like, oh, now we're just going to do the crazy symbolism indie ending. And we didn't. And she comes back. But, that's... yeah, I I think that's the fun part, right, is that that's what I would summarize this whole movie as is, the thesis being that the machine is not the bad guy; it is us, right? right. The machine is we only do there, and that's why I think it's cool that she, you know, paints it red, white, and blue, right? It is just this manifestation of all this terrible shit we yeah. do, and you know, I I just think it's a really fun world. This this movie achieves an enormous amount with very little resource, and I I think it still holds up today. It's still interesting today. It's a fun movie. It, they did. It. They knew what they were doing. They never tried anything that now you look at and you're like, Ugh.
1: I think there's certain things with it. Like I think there's a lot of like inappropriate slow motion and sometimes the music doesn't quite fit. Inappropriate the same. slow motion. Like, like yeah, or like, <laughs> like just a traditional eighties thing where it's just kind of that blurry slow motion where it 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 just seems out of place and like just there for some kind of effect. Like the guy who was like in the editing room on like this is brand new movie. Was like oh let's try this out, it'll look cool. And it, it just doesn't fit. What if it did look cool? What if it disorienting you? It doesn't, but it doesn't fit. I don't think. Some... What is man and what is machine? Cloud get lost in the world. <laughs> but I don't even like some of the scenes were just like them, just like okay, the so like the scene like jumping, like they're just like jumping, and it's like a slow motion scene. And you're like okay, that really wasn't necessary there it's not about art is not about necessary see your machine thinking now <laughs> no it's not even like i don't think it contributed to the art at any way. i think it looked more like just some guy the dicking only- around on the editing table <laughs> it's like oh this looks cool we'll just throw the this in there The only
0: thing that threw me off is that one of those giant dildo fingers was not specifically <laughs> bought to add joy to his girlfriend's life
1: they might have thought that was that is a, a bad step too boyfriend. Far. They might have thought that was a step too far. To <laughs> I googled it. I
0: didn't find any deleted scenes of this. And, and plus, you're not actually, that they need to show it, but they should at least have mentioned right. Like at the end of that scene, all you have to do is have him in the corner with one of those fingers off, <laughs> and he's just spraying it down and extra cleaning it. So it's actually, actually though,
1: you're, you're mentioning something that sex being a good thing, but throughout this whole movie, sex is portrayed as a bad thing, whether it's for procreation or assault or just using a woman you haven't seen in a they long do time make
0: procreation a bad thing which is a strange take for this movie
1: right no like everything about sex is bad in this movie so well that's the an ancient you, debate right like how can i bring a kid into this fucked up world? That, which we thought like i mean yeah you think that now i mean people thought that like back in like yeah. the plague era so well, i think like, it's, cool it's gonna be better than that that's
0: what i mean right that's why the frankenstein story is evergreen right because that's what I can't remember who said it. It might have been in Stephen King's book, The Dance Macabre, but there are three horror stories. There's Frankenstein, which is the fear of science. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which is the fear of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Dracula, which is fear of the supernatural and natural itself, right? That somehow Mm -hmm. this thing that exists out there is better than us and it's a predator and all this, right? Those are the three horror stories. And it kind of works if you think about it. And all of these technology movies operate on the Frankenstein and Pandora's box paradigm, right? I was
1: operating on all of them. They, the, the fear of science, the fear of the unknown, the supernatural, what would seem like supernatural, which is really just, see, what I would science say hasn't explained yet. The robots are not supernatural unless
0: you take the point, right? There is a school of thought that maybe the only, like the next step in our evolution, maybe we've gotten to this point to create non-dying, forms and we call them inorganic but you're like the metals all present on this yeah. planet like and,
1: i mean when you also it's organic that, in a different way right <laughs> like, i mean when you read them
0: at word machines yeah it's just a I different mean, we type just of are. machine we just are smushy terrible machines <laughs> Uh, We're they actually do weird amazing shit. machines. They constantly weird. malfunction and do weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> like if that voyeur is a machine, he yeah, has Yeah, that, that is a very of, broken yeah, machine, yes. messed up, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I, I don't know. But that's what I mean. This movie accomplishes the same things to me that all the best sci-fi does and has managed to stay relevant and interesting because it's not – trying to do too much they're not like oh we need more huge spaceship scenes like that's the kind of stuff that sometimes throws me for a loop you're like wow that technology has not aged well yep. this one still works for me like yep. you for, could imagine someone making this as a hardcore indie nowadays mm-hmm. you'd be like oh fuck yeah dude i'm really into this yeah for how aggressive
1: and violent
0: that movie is it is actually very subtle in yep. many ways and also this guy channeled the success of hardware into the island of dr moreau the val Kilmer the same one. guy yeah but this is the thing there's a documentary about how horribly wrong this went because essentially he was going to make hardware again same kind of city same dystopia but now the animal hybrids are kind of you know the sewer rats and this and that it's very strange and they kept kind of changing it and changing it he got fired like almost immediately when they started because he pushed for marlon brando and he was like a huge piece of shit val kilmer was going like too notoriously horrible to work with actors right the whole thing goes off the rails. They actually kicked him out, bought him a plane ticket. He snuck back onto set, <laughs> disguised as one of the animal hybrids. So there are scenes in the movie where he is one of he's one, the dog-faced hybrid extra. That's He snuck amazing. back onto the fucking set because he was, like, insane from what this production had taken its toll on him. And so <laughs> – I
1: think, this is the director of hardware.
0: Yes, wow. Yes, it's a, If you can find the documentary, I forget what it's called, but it's all about that island of Doctor Moreau and what it was supposed to be, and just how horrific everything turned out as a process of making this fucking movie. Uh, it is fascinating but yeah that is the guy richard stanley he turned hardware
1: into the
0: island so he tried to like make it like a multiverse yes and the island of dr moreau not amazing but that documentary is totally worth it all right like that island of dr moreau existing so that we can get that insane documentary totally worth it just like a ballet right yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) deep cuts for those of you who were in college with us dear god all right guys that's it uh for hardware man i hope you guys enjoyed it as much as us i hope you don't have creepy neighbors watching you through your windows that guy will haunt my nightmares forever uh so yeah guys if you like the movie uh and you think you have a friend who would like this movie or any of the others we talk about share the show with them watch the movies together and then go drive somewhere to talk about the movies and listen to the podcast that's how we like to grow this show the most uh we're on all the socials share us Follow us. Do all that fun stuff. Communicate with us, guys. You can also reach us at filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. If you have ideas for a month's theme, a double feature, movies coming out in theaters you want to talk about, video on demand, whatever. Uh, The more you guys give us, we will try to cover it all. Eventually, we'll have covered all the movies. I'm sure there's not that many, right? We got time. We'll have them all done, yeah. We got nothing but time because the robots are taking our jobs. Uh and as always, guys, if you follow us uh somewhere where you can leave a rating and review, please take a second and rate and review uh the Film Alchemist and our other show, the long box Sessions. It does help us make the charts and find new people. Uh we've charted in South Korea before. That was a very strange one. <laughs> so we appreciate the global uh audience helping us out. For the Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. I'm Mike Clapp. All right, coming up next is the second end of our double feature upgrade. See you in five minutes. I'm <laughs> sorry.